it's been a really rough weekend. And I tried to have a nice, friendly, fun podcast. But you know what? There was a mass shooting in El Paso, Texas. And then another within 24 hours in Dayton, Ohio. This follows the attempted mass shooting in Gilroy, California. And I only say attempted because it was actually thwarted. The kicker is, so was the one in Dayton. The two shootings prove one thing that really washes out all reasoning that the media and the left tried to establish. And we're going to talk about that. Let's talk about the stories and the perpetrators, the media and the political reactions. And finally, let's just touch on what the hell is actually going on in this country. And that will prepare me for the next podcast. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. This is not going to be a happy podcast tonight, and I'll tell you why, for two reasons. One, I, I think the United States is off course, and I think that it's time to bring the United States on course, and we begin to realize what problems are. Two, I had a really funny podcast that I have actually put away for two weeks, and I can't do it because crap's really bad right now. And I think it's time we deal with this stuff. And we need to talk about what's really happening with this country. This is going to be a two-part podcast. I'm going to talk about the story. I'm going to talk about the media reaction. I'm going to talk about what's really happening. And then I'm going to really go into a deep dive. A, such a deep dive, I actually bought a book. I'm probably going to have to read this book in the next couple of days so we can actually talk about it. But I, I really think that our children today really need to change. And because our children are lost. And it's because, it's not because our children are jacked up. They're not sick. They are. It's because our society is sick. And our society needs to be handled. And it doesn't seem like anyone wants to handle our society anymore. So let's talk about the two mass shootings this weekend. And by the way, there were three mass shootings this weekend. One wasn't talked about. I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to talk about it. And then we also had mass shootings. We're missing a lot of different things here. There are shootings in Chicago. There are shootings in Baltimore this weekend. And those were pointed out too, and no one brought them up. But let's focus on what everyone is focusing on, and we can bring that garbage up later. Okay. So let's first talk about El Paso, Texas. This was the first shooting. It happened at Cielo Vista Mall. It started in the parking lot, ended up finishing in a Walmart that was connected to the mall. Apparently, this was an absolutely huge mall. This guy got out of his car and just started shooting people in the parking lot and then walked into the Walmart, kept shooting people in the Walmart. The suspect is, I say suspect, the shooter was a 21-year-old male who used an AK-47 or a version of an AK-47. I had to confirm this because AK-47s are actually illegal in the United States of America. Well, it was an AK-47. There's no ifs, whats, or hows about it. They actually have pictures of the kid. At the time of this, 22 people have been killed. 26 people have been injured. That's at the time of this recording. We still don't know the totals. 
Okay. Um, and by the way, 22, it went from 21 to 22. That includes the shooter. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Wrong kill, wrong mass shooting. The shooter actually was arrested. The coward just gave himself up. This kid was interested in being famous, which most of these people want. So I'm not going to use his name. I'm not going to identify him. You can look it up elsewhere. You can look it up on Twitter. Go to Fox News. Go to CNN. Everyone's going to have it. He did leave a manifesto. And I did read the manifesto. Found out that he had a manifesto. You better believe I scoured the internet for this thing. And the reason is, a lot of people say, don't read the manifesto. Don't give this guy credibility. Don't do whatever. No, I, I, I disagree with that. I think it's important to be able to shuffle through the BS of what this kid says, what happened, and the BS you're going to hear from the news media. The internet, which is supposed to be absolutely free, is not anymore. And they were really trying to get a hold of this manifesto and clean it up. Well, I did some bizarre things. I may be fired tomorrow. But I went to the HN website, which is the um, white supremacist website. I found a link in the HN website. I found another website. There was some porn pictures there, so I know I wasn't supposed to be in that website. Uh, nothing bad, but I mean, it was still there. And then I actually downloaded the PDF and I decided to read it. Uh, and you know what? I, I got a lot of things. I got a lot of things that differentiated between the right and the left as far as the reporting goes, which means I found problems with what the right said, and that includes Daily Wire, that includes Fox News, and I found problems that the left said, which includes everybody else, because Daily Wire and Fox News are the only right places that I actually work to. Um, I believe in reading these manifestos, I really think people should. I don't think this should, this stuff should be hidden. What doesn't have to believe what they're saying? One doesn't have to believe in their philosophy. But it is also important to be able to shuffle through everything. And, and that's why I read it. And I downloaded it. And I was considering posting it to my website. I still am. I'm not sure yet. Um, it's a very short manifesto. Again, like all manifestos of nut jobs, it's kind of muffled. It's very hard to read. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But let's get to the point. He's a white supremacist who believes that illegal immigration will create a political coup in Texas, making Texas a Republican to a Democratic state. Okay, that's it. He also believes illegal immigrants have advantages over U.S. citizens. Right now, they take the low-paying jobs. This is per him. Right now, they take the low-paying jobs, jobs, but in the future, through programs like Title IX, they will be able to get better educated, get higher-paying jobs over American citizens. And he believes that because they're going to have an advantage of being a minority. He also believes that illegal immigration would lead to bankruptcy of social services that will be needed when these services, when the services that humans provide, which are human-based now, 
these services will eventually be automated, creating a mass unemployment. So low wage, he believes that low wages will eventually be just eliminated. He could be very right. I, I don't know. We're not, well, I do know. We're going we're gonna to see about that in the future. The social services include universal basic income, which he believes in. By the way, that's a left, leftist notion. A lot of right folk don't believe in universal basic income. He believes that the environment is also important. The more illegals who come in, the more damage to environment is done. He blames Democrats and Republicans for allowing these people to come in. We're going to talk about that in a second. Democrats, he believes more because of open borders. Republicans, he blames for supporting lower wages for corporations. Uh, do you see the problem here? He's not necessarily right. He's not necessarily left. So what's the story about this kid? The reality of this kid. Um, he's an outright white supremacist, period. End of story. I've heard the term right-wing news... Uh, I've heard the term from right-wing news outlets that he's an eco-fascist. That's because he spent three lines discussing about the environment. He really didn't talk more a lot about the environment. I think the right-wing's got it wrong here. He isn't an eco-fascist. He just used the environment as more proof that he was right. So I don't buy the eco-fascist garbage. I mean, literally, it was three lines. It was just, and it was muddled because he threw the Second Amendment in there. He threw the Bill of Rights. He threw a lot of garbage in there, but it had nothing to do with climate change. He never mentioned climate change. So remember this, I'm a right-winger. Well, I'm kind of a moderate right-winger, right, right of center. How about that? But he never said anything about climate change. He also mentioned video games, which is something you're probably hearing a lot about. The video game he mentioned was Call of Duty, which is something people did address as the problem. And essentially what he said is Call of Duty is like a fantasy shoot 'em up game. And he used this as backing for what he actually did. Okay, and that explains why Trump talked about it. A lot of Republicans are talking about it. A lot of Democrats are talking about video games causing these problems. Video games do not cause these problems. I completely doubt that's the issue. Here's what it really sounds like. It sounds like this is a hateful coward. When he was looking down the wrong side of a barrel, gun barrel, he gave up, and he was done. He is definitely an alt-righter. He's definitely right-wing at worst, at best. And he's de probably a, a Trump supporter. His main issue was for illegal immigrants. That was his biggest issue. And a lot of the garbage out that you hear doesn't change the fact that that four-page uh manifesto he was talking about was all about illegal immigration. Okay, great. Let's talk about the kid from Dayton, Ohio. By the way, that's all I have on this kid. Nothing more. What he wrote, and that's it. Nobody else has anything else. So let's move on. Dayton, Ohio, 1 a.m. on a Sunday morning, 
The shooter, who I won't identify, his sister and a mutual friend arrive at the Oregon District in Dayton. This area is a street lined with bars and lots of nightlife. So it was pretty so it was a pretty crowded place even at 1 a.m. At some point the shooter got separated from his group. So he lost his sister, he lost his friend. A few minutes later, the gunman appears and starts shooting. In the end, 9 were dead, 27 were injured. Among the dead was the was the shooter's sister. Believe it or not, uh, this could have been a heck of a lot worse. The shooter was heading into a crowd, a crowded bar, when he faced police. The whole incident took about 30 seconds. In other words, he killed nine people. He injured 27 others in about 30 seconds. The shooter had an, a, quote, AK-47, end quote, type 223 caliber rifle with a modified ammo drum. That is important. Okay, first off, AK-47s are six are seven point six two seven milliliters, so it's kind of weird that he had a twenty two milliliter deal. I'm thinking he probably had an AR-15, which are two twenty threes. The um, other shooter did have an AK-47 style rifle, completely illegal. Uh, it was in the pictures. But the kicker with the Dayton shooter is he his ammo drum. His ammo drum was, let's just say, it's suspected it could hold about 100 rounds of ammo. This is important. And the shooter came back wearing body armor, a mask, and ear protection, proving that this event was not to have a, a good time at a, in a party a party spot, he was out there to kill people. This was first degree murder. I want you to listen to this. The first shooter who killed 22 people had an AK-47 style rifle. It, by the way, it was an AK-47. That was confirmed. This shooter had a 223, which was probably an eight, uh, AR-15. But he had a, an ammo drum that could hold 100 rounds. What does that tell you? We're going to get to that if you don't figure it out right off the bat. In other words, the guns weren't legal. That's what I'm getting at. He did leave... A, um, information on the uh, Dayton shooter is kind of trickling in. I'm not exactly sure why. So, this is part of the problem we're going to have to discuss later, because you would think they would know about some something about this kid. They've got a ton of pictures on him. Um, what we do know is that he's had been in trouble a few times. He was suspended from his high school for having a kill and a rape list. In other words, this guy was already kind of twisted. There were friends who said he had little they had little doubt that he was planning to shoot up a school. Ugh. He was once he was also once pulled from a school bus because there was suspicions that he might carry out a, a some sort of chaos at a school that same day. 
eventually he was suspended. There were, was another incident while at a camp, while he was maybe 17, that he had an altercation with a friend and he started choking her out. The incident left bruises on this girl's neck. This was not a good guy. He actually did serve time in juvie. Unfortunately, unfortunately for the people, the nine dead over at this place, he ended up, um, his record ended up expunged and he was able to buy a weapon. Though this is something the media won't bring up much, he was a strong supporter of the radical left. He was a huge Elizabeth Warren fan. He believed in, believe it or not, gun control. Talk about irony right there. He believed in gun control. He believed in socialism. On social media, he would frequently berate conservatives and spew left-wing propaganda. He was definitely no lover of the right. So, just looking at these two instances, what can we come up with? Well, apparently, both had really troubled upbringings. These were not kids with two family homes and brothers and sisters. Both did come from broken homes. Though nothing can be substantiated, both seem to experience and actually cause bullying of one way or the other. Both had been in trouble with the law when they were juveniles. But we need more information and then it's available. We're going to have to wait until the police actually release this stuff. Don't forget, this is less than two days old. Both of these both of these crimes are less than two days old. Both planned the crime. Both used weapons that were not exactly legal. AK-47s have been illegal, That uh, which the, the El Paso shooter used, have been banned federally since 1989. The weapon the Dayton shooter used was purchased legally, good for him, but was using an ammunition ammunition drum that held way over the limit, some saying up to 100 rounds. Breaking the... This is illegal. You cannot have an ammunition drum over 10 rounds, 12 rounds, in just about any state in the country. Breaking the law with these two was not going to be an issue. The last thing they had in common was both were absolutely insane. There's no if, what's, or how's about it. Both showed no feeling during the killings, and neither of them looked like there was any remorse in the eyes. This is more important for the El Paso shooter who was captured alive. He didn't care. He did not care. What is interesting, <clears throat> and something we should learn from, is that these two were also opposite sides of the political spectrum. <coughs> the El Paso shooter was an alt-right white supremacist with a climate with climate change sympathies, which are left-wing. We're not really sure if that's really what he had, and it could be something that the right is using to make this guy look left-wing. We don't know. And the Dayton's shooter was a radical leftist socialist. Again, we're not sure if his attack was politically motivated. He may have just been really nuts. The fact of the matter is that this kid shot his sister first. 
shows signs that maybe he wasn't politically motivated. So we really don't know what these guys were thinking. We really don't know where they stood. And we're already making this into a political issue, or at least I have. The reason I brought politics into this is because politics, before the bodies were removed from that parking lot, before the bodies were removed from that Walmart in El Paso, politics became extremely important. So let's get into the politics. Now, this is going to be awesome because right now I'm unscripted. I've got a ton of stuff here that is going to really support my way. But I, I didn't I could have waited till tomorrow. I just don't think it's important to wait till tomorrow. So let's talk about politics. One of the things I really hope is when we have a disaster like this, whether it's a right-wing person or a left-wing person, politics are kept out of it until we really know what happened. Well, let's listen to Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke was a representative for the same district that belonged that the El Paso shooter belonged to. And Beto O'Rourke did not have any problems expressing his opinions about what happened. Just listen to this hot trash. This president is encouraging greater racism and, and not just the racist rhetoric, but, but the violence that so often follows. Do you think President Trump is a white nationalist? Yes, I, I do. And again, uh, from some of the record that I just recited to you, the, the things that he has said, both as a, a candidate uh, and then as the president of the United States, this cannot be... Uh, open for, for debate. He is saying that some people are inherently defective or dangerous, reminiscent of something that you might hear in the Third Reich, not something that you expect in the United States of America. He is an open, avowed racist and is encouraging more racism in this country. Okay, I don't put a lot into what anything Beto says. He is a presidential candidate. He's struggling. He's at like 3%. I, I think 3% is kind of a tough one for um, a presidential candidate. I think he's probably less than that. So he's really struggling here. But let me remind you, let me say one word that a lot of people don't get. A lot of people remember it's beaten on us. Charleston. Charleston was when President Trump sat there and said, there are good people on one side and good people on the other. Now, mind you, he was completely taken out of context. If you listen to the entire statement, he was actually talking about protesters. He wasn't talking about the alt-left. And he wasn't talking about white supremacists. Right. He actually condemned white supremacists. But this guy is really trying to put Trump in a corner that just wasn't exactly true. President Trump is a lot of things. He's not a white supremacist. He's not a racist. Whatever. This looked like Beto, Robert O'Rourke, because he is white, being a pander bear. But Beto didn't sit back and say, okay, you know what, I, I went crazy. Beto went a step further. He actually doubled down. He's, he's been calling Mexican immigrants rapists and criminals. Um, I, I, I don't know, like members of the press, what the f***? Hold on a second. 
you know, uh, I, I, it's, it's these, um, it's these questions that you know the answers to. I mean, connect the dots about what he's been doing in this country. Um, he's not tolerating racism. He's promoting racism. He's, not he's really desperate to be president. And he's done. He can give up right now. He will get killed in the next election, uh, next debate, if he makes it to the next debate. This guy is absolute hot trash. But it wasn't just him. Listen to Cory Booker who is just, uh, this guy is taking advantage of a situation to sit back and dump more crap on the president. I think that at the end of the day, especially because this was a white supremacist manifesto, uh, that I want to say with more moral clarity that Donald Trump is responsible for this. He's responsible because he is stoking uh, fears and hatred and bigotry he is responsible because he's failing to condemn white supremacy and see it as it is, which is responsible for such a significant amount of the terrorist attacks. This is coming from a guy who's holding about 2% of the Democratic primary uh, vote. He is getting absolutely killed. He's got nothing to lose. Neither does Beto. Oh, hey, let's just rip Trump and make things up. Well, we haven't even gotten to what Trump said yet. But let's finish off here with the Democrats. Let's listen to Bernie Sanders. Now, let's. Now, I'm, I'm going to remind people about Bernie Sanders after you hear this garbage quote. The contradiction is absolutely insane. I am sure that President Trump does not want anybody in this country to go around shooting other people. But what he has got to understand is that when you have language that is racist, that is virulently anti-immigrant, there are mentally unstable people in this country who see that as a sign to do ter terrible, terrible things. So I think the president has got to stop that racism and that xenophobia immediately. What absolute balls on this guy to say anything, to blame Trump for this. Let's remember something. Two years ago, at a congressional softball practice in Washington, D.C., a Bernie bro walked up to the field in which Republican representatives were practicing and started firing a semi-automatic rifle, an AR-15. He hit a couple of people, shot Steve Scalise, Steve Scalise almost died. And uh, not one Republican blamed Bernie Sanders for it. Meanwhile, Beto O'Rourke can say all this. It's okay. Cory Booker can say all this. It's okay. Bernie Sanders, whose rhetoric... Inflame some crazy ass. I'm not blaming Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has never asked someone to shoot anyone. He's never done it. But Bernie Sanders' rhetoric obviously enlightened some freaking nut job. And he shot a bunch of Republican congressmen. And then Bernie Sanders has the guts to sit back and say anything? He blamed Trump for this whole thing?
At least Trump's shooter. No, that, that's terrible. I won't say that. What gets worse is Kamala Harris. Elizabeth Warren also agreed. Elizabeth Warren, who, by the way, the Dayton shooter, and we don't know why the Dayton shooter went off. We still don't know. There's no, there's no reason. We don't know. The Dayton shooter was an Elizabeth Warren fan, yet Elizabeth Warren didn't blame herself for this guy shooting nine people. And that whole thing took 30 seconds, by the way. He killed nine people in 30 seconds. He was dead in 33 seconds. He killed nine people in 30 seconds. You don't hear Elizabeth Warren blaming herself for that, but she had no problem blaming Trump for the El Paso shooting. Absolutely disgusting. And you know what's more disgusting is the media's reaction to it. The abs- the media, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Let's listen to Anderson Cooper when he was talking about what had happened. The alleged killer, who as always we're not naming, traveled more than 600 miles from his home near Dallas, Texas, to a city that's more than 80% Hispanic. His name is on a hate-filled manifesto posted on the website 8chan shortly before the killing began. It is hard to ignore the fact that they echo, sometimes even using the exact same language, some of the themes of this president of a nation under siege, being invaded, facing an infestation. These are the president's words and they can't be denied. No, Anderson, they can be denied. His words can be denied because the president never told anyone to shoot anybody. Just like... No one told a Bernie bro to shoot a bunch of congressional congressmen at a softball field. Just like Elizabeth Warren didn't tell the guy in Dayton. By the way, do you notice they're concentrating on the guy from El Paso, who was a white supremacist, who was probably a Trump supporter. But Trump didn't tell him to kill anyone. Trump hasn't said, I guarantee, please, someone, if Trump said shoot these people. Please tell me. Because it's not out there. Elizabeth Warden didn't tell the Dayton shooters start killing people. If that's what the case was. You know why? Because Bernie Sanders had nothing to do with the the shooting at the congressional baseball uh, softball practice. Elizabeth Warren had nothing to do with the Dayton shooter and Donald Trump had nothing to do with the El Paso shooter or any other shooter. These guys talk. That's what they do. They're politicians. It's stupid to believe otherwise. But, oh, hey, ABC, all the liberal media, they accept this. Let me just show you another point. Let's show you another garbage propaganda that the left-wing news media is showing. Let's listen to ABC News, see what they have to say. Is it fair, John, to tie the president to this violence? Well, Dan, whether or not it's fair, he's going to have to answer those questions. The bottom line is this president has had a rhetoric on immigration and on immigrants uh, that has been deeply divisive. Trump doesn't have to answer anything. He doesn't. He's never said anything that should come to this. And here's the thing. We keep ignoring the real problems in our society. It's really sad 
that we continue to go over all this garbage and we never face what the real problems are in our society. Our society is sick. Our society is sick. The pillars of what we call civilization. And I'm going to, I'm going to actually talk about them. I, I posted them on another website. We're going to talk about the pillars of society. This is going to be a multi, um, cast. It's going to be a multi section cast. Our society is sick and our children are suffering. There's not a coincidence that the average age of these shooters and we have more mass shootings than we ever had. I don't remember mass shootings before 2000. I'm 50 years old. I don't remember them. We had Columbine, which was a freaking shocker. It was a terrible thing. I don't remember much of anything after that. And it seems like 2010, we had few more. Half of them were terrorists. Now they're domestic terrorism. We need to take a look at what the problem is. Because you know what? Politics is not the problem. Politics is a symptom of the problem. And this is where we need to fix things. So let's spend some time and let's really look at what the problems are with these shooters. I have so much more to talk about and I just don't think I can talk about them right now. I am reading another book. I just downloaded I'm going to listen to it. Um, I can even give it to you if you'd like. It's a book called, um, uh, I can't give it, I can't find it. I've got my papers are all over the place. But this is not about politics. Politics right now are getting in the way of fixing the problem, the real problem. And the real problem is not gun control. The real problem is a president who mouths off. The real problem is not a bunch of Democrats that mouth off. It's not incitement. It's not video games. It's not violent movies. It's our kids. Our kids are not handling things. We need to talk about our kids. And we need to really deal with this. And that's going to take a cultural change. It's hard when politics goes beyond culture. And it has. Our politics mean more than anything now. And that's stupid. It has to be about culture. It has to be more about what politicians say. It has to be more than what entertainment says. It has to be more about inanimate objects that can sit on my desk for three years without being touched, fully loaded, and never going off. This is what we're going to talk about tomorrow. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can download this podcast at iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and you can addict, and you can listen to it on YouTube. This is Gene, and you can listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.